0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas. And the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I am joined by Brandon Deutsch, Armani Buckets, Adrian Hernandez. Adrian, it's still 120 degrees here. At some point in Las Vegas, it's going to cool down, I think. I don't know. How are you holding up, my friend?
0: Well, for you guys, it's 120, but all week long, it's been a celebration. I'm an elevated <laughs> world champion Cleveland Cavaliers. We're still talking about that from two two days ago. (laughs) We're still talking about it all week long. Tomorrow, be on the lookout (laughs) on YouTube. I'm bringing the banners in to the studio, and I also—they don't pay. They're not a part of the show. No sponsorship. So I'm not going to say where I went. But I definitely purchased a Summer League Champions (laughs) t-shirt They don't make
1: those Do they really (laughs) make those?
0: Stop it Oh my god And I'm going to be celebrating all week long So uh, tomorrow we're doing something special Friday's going to be the most specialist So I'm feeling good to answer your question I hope my friend Brandon over there Is
2: feeling just as good pal I saw Amoni Bates flexing with those rings, man. E-money, I don't know about that. Amoni, okay, what, okay. What's the difference? I've been watching him for years, and people are hating on my on my TikTok when I call him Amoni. I've always been calling him Amoni. It's Amoni. a, it's a like, oh, metal. I know his game. Everyone's like, oh, you don't know anything. You're calling him Amoni. He's been famous okay. since 17. Okay, who cares? I call him Amoni. I'm familiar with his game. <laughs> but it's Imani based well, we yeah. now, let's, let's try to move towards Amani. Hey,
0: listen I'm not good with names either Yeah, Arash can attest to that <laughs> Arash, uh-huh.
2: Arash. <laughs> what a start he, yeah. he intentionally did that to mess with you Arash <laughs> by <laughs> the way
1: that, that was my fault because I never correct people and I'm like you know what it's all good, and then I'm like, "Oh shoot!" Like now that we're going to be working on the show together, maybe you can learn how to pronounce. So that's on me, actually. For a but Arash, hold on a second. Arash, like, yeah.
3: what is wrong with a Cleveland Cavaliers summer league uh, t-shirt? What is wrong with that? I like that. A summer league championship Why not? t-shirt. Why what the not?
1: What are we doing? <laughs> are they going to have a
0: parade? Are they no, parade? No, like, no parade. the many but... minutes were spent on this show talking about Max Christie? <laughs> contributor? He's going to be a solid 13th <laughs> player on the roster. Like, get out of here, bro. We won the title. We Not only did we win the title, my guy Isaiah Mobley murdered, like, five players in Summer League trying to dunk the ball on him. Sam Merrill. Like, we don't need to go into it because oh, this is, no. you know, Cavaliers podcast. Sam but, Merrill. It, it feels good. It feels good to win. You know what I'm saying? And they won. And I'm going to buy the t-shirt because it's cozy. It's a little bit obnoxious. But sometimes no. you have to do that when a dynasty has started. Two championships, what? seven years. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Summer league championship. By the way, why does <laughs> Sam Merrill playing? Sam Merrill is like 26, 27. Yeah, He's
3: too good. He's an, been in the league. league. Armand. how are I, you doing, by the way, pal? I have Maybe. a question for Arash regarding Imani Bates. Um, Arash, but obviously he <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's been a highly touted prospect from yes. a very young age. Did you see who he said his role models were the other day or the people that have been his mentors in the NBA?
1: I didn't, but I'm very nervous about what you're about to say when we got some <laughs> of these, some of these young cats saying the goats, Paul George, who did he say? He said,
3: uh, "John Morant, Miles oh, Bridges. Amazing. If you guys could help me out, I don't have the list in front of me, but it was, it was a great list of mentors to have. Um, it's like the the read the room moment was not there with him, but then you know, a couple days later, he gets to flex his summer league championship ring on his That's finger. Unbelievable. I wish him nothing but the best, though. Truly, he is such a fun scorer. I mean, um,
0: other people, are say- yeah, other people are saying the best." Second round pick 53 in NBA history. Some people are saying
1: Nikola Jokic will go down as the greatest
0: second round pick of all time No, no, not second pick. Oh, sorry. sorry. Just murmurs murmurs I see some murmurs on on, uh, on the internet, but anyway Anyway, Are we picking up from yesterday? Are we going to keep arguing? Because I got energy I got energy. Because also, by the way, do we even know if Joel Embiid's gonna be in Philadelphia? Because he did say, "I want to win the championship, and it doesn't matter where." And do we think James Harden is gonna be in Philadelphia? But anyway, that's all. I just need to get that out of my mind. Say something about, about this topic
3: because I, I really have something that I need to get off my chest. We give these star players. I don't think we give them enough criticism sometimes. Joel Embiid, you want to win a championship. How about you perform better in the postseason? You had an opportunity against the Boston Celtics, and you're looking around, and I I feel like a lot of this is media contrived as well, but how about, (laughs) I mean, the opportunity that was just right in front of you? Whose fault was that? I, I know Doc Rivers... Got a lot of the blame. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Good job. That was Joel Embiid and, and James Harden laid down in a game seven. They got blown out and they did not perform. So
0: mm-hmm. Joel been carrying that franchise for years.
3: Although yeah, he but, just needs, but, to but in the postseason right. he hasn't he hasn't shown up, and now we're saying, oh, you know, Embiid wants to win a championship. The Sixers could have been a championship team if you showed up in the postseason.
2: Also, phony MVP. They gave it to him. (laughs) It should have been Jokic three straight, and it shouldn't have been close, but whatever. I mean, the guy is a foul merchant. I'm sorry. I respect his dominance, and I respect... But all of... Most of his points are, like, flopping and getting foul calls. I'm sorry. That's, like, most of his points. And then backing down to the basket.
0: Is that basketball? They were... I mean, kind of... They were, um, you know, a Kawhi Leonard shot away from, you know, just a weird bounce in history. Oh, that's a
2: mar- very good point. the most mar- meeting. Jimmy Butler was on that team and Ben Simmons when he was still good.
0: No one, no one said that they weren't. I understand fully.
2: Yeah, that's a very good <laughs> and point.
0: And misses and then the history gets changed. So I'm just saying that, like, the way we talk about certain things is, like, it's just funny because it. All the difference is slim. Like, if you bring up James Harden specifically, like, there's been a lot more moments throughout his career in comparison to say, hey, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? this?" Because you have that long history. All to say, there's a lot of talent for some guy to score 20 points and average 44% from three-point line to be better than Tyler Hero. But Tyler Hero had one. We don't. I need to relax. I'm going to therapy. I need to do better. I don't need to bring all of the same energy that I had yesterday get to get some things off of my chest because therapy has taught me that communication is important. Thank you, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, guys, I do want to get into this because, Adrian, you brought this up yesterday, and it's really picked up steam. Um, this woge is kind of... Uh, How do we say this properly? Because he was a former teammate of mine. You know, Woj is basically uh, carrying the water for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, This is very interesting to me. Um, Listen, I I don't think he's reported anything wrong. However, uh, it does seem like there's some conflicts of interest. That's for sure. There's, There's been conflicts of interest with that coverage. Why? Because CAA represents Woj and they represent a lot of their um uh, journalists there and obviously CAA is also represents a lot of players so Adrian can you can you can you talk about some that some more because i did not know about this and now dan lepetard and nathan shurman oh, so a lot of, yeah so what what um what did you mean by that
0: well let me let me add some more context too so not only you know the aging game and that plays a large role in any sort of sports reporting it basketball is not exclusive to it the NFL, the NHL, doesn't matter. Um, but another huge aspect of this is that before Woj went to ESPN, of course, he was the lead newsbreaker for Yahoo Sports. Um, but he also had his own website, his own business that he started, the Draft Express. One of those lead writers is now the current GM of the Trailblazers, which is why when you see some of these reports and some of these random teams Um, it's just this is where it's coming from why we brought it up yesterday in my opinion I had said tyler hero is the best that they're gonna get Obviously, that's not a perfect fit for someone as good as dame lillard. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna say that other people are involved. You got more people betting like an auction That's just gonna raise the price so to make some noise. There's been reports about boston Dame has specifically said, I don't care. I do not want to go to Boston. There's been other teams. I think there was a random Detroit. Even a a Cleveland might make a push. You know, Philly, uh, the Spurs, like all these teams that aren't on the the trail of winning a championship with like Detroit and San Antonio. And like, where the hell is this coming from? And one of the the things that people are pointing at that Amino Hassan, former colleague of Woj, um, worked at the four-letter network um is that like this is so transparently like you're carrying water and you're specifically doing this to to try to change and and just you're you're denying what's actually happening and all you're doing is strictly just trying to help your friends out which life's all about relationships and a lot of being a reporter and being an insider is the relationships because let's be clear not on this particular subject, it's been funny to see Shams' reports every time Woj says something to kind of clarify, but there has been instances where, where Shams has basically been the voice of Kyrie like during all that incidents that happened early last season and in the past. And you, we all know that there's certain teams and certain players that when a news thing comes out, we know who they want to talk to and we know what the angle was. So yeah. this isn't something that, like, Woj is the only person but this isn't also the only incident, and he's gone over people's heads. There's been reports from lower end reporters that he's kind of blocked to get his story out to help his friends, even though news is news, um, or rumors are rumors, whatever the case. However, you want to view it, um, and it's just like I, I personally care a lot about that, um, and I just it gets down to this thing that I I personally believe in a bigger scope. That ninety-five percent of sports fans don't really care where the yeah. news comes from. Ultimately, they want to know what the trade is or where the player signed. It yeah,
1: it's a different. Wait, wait, to, to, to that point, no one breaks news in the National Football League like Adam Schefter and the Washington Post did a very interesting story. That again, I think to your point, point, ninety-five percent of fans wouldn't care about. But as a journalist, uh, when you re- when you re- read that story basically giving thousands of dollars worth of gifts to, like, player uh, representatives and agents. Um, Part of the leaked email with the Dan Snyder, John Gruden, was him sending an email to to the GM of Washington's team saying, you know, basically having him proofread the story before he posted it, saying, does this look okay to you? Again, things that um, you would not be taught in journalism school, things that would be pushed back on, but that is the transactional nature of how stories are broken. You know, when you look at a lot of the news that is broken in the tweets, I think it's very telling that part of that tweet is this trade was negotiated or this deal, this contract was negotiated by this agent at this agency. So Armani Buck I'll bring you into this, you know, just because you're part of the you know new generation of fans, really big on TikTok. And I would agree, 95, and it could even be 99% of fans don't care where the news comes from. Do you care? So, okay, so I feel like
3: what Woj is doing is not right. But also, um, from a Damian Lillard trade perspective, in that lens, should a player be allowed to say, hey, I'm only willing to go to this one team... And this is the only place I will be happy. It does shrink your market. So I feel like we have to also look at it from this specific story lens. Is that Adrian?
0: No, go ahead. I'm sorry,
3: go ahead. It, is that something that we should, you know, push back on a little bit with a star player? Hey, you just signed a brand new contract and you're, you're here, right? And now you're telling us only want to go here and the market is going to be, you know, flattened because of that. So, yes, then Woj spices it up by saying, hey, you know, there's teams involved, uh, which is not right if it's not true, you know. That's, that's where the ethics of journalism come into play. But for me, I'm, I'm, I'm more looking at it in a lens of, can we at least expand the list to two or three teams? If I'm the GM, I'm saying, you know, that's, is it possible? Two stories,
0: though. That's two different it things. Is. Like what Lillard... This is so this is the situation. What Lillard wants is not a he wants to go to this team and this team only, right? That's what he says. He wants to go to Miami and Miami only. Woj is now saying, "Well, you're my friend, this isn't good for you because now the the Tyler Hero, what's ge- the general consensus is that Miami's offer of Tyler Hero and whoever in the picks or whatever, that's the only thing that's real on the table. And what Woj is doing, for whatever reason, whether it means that a team did their due diligence and just made a phone call and said, oh, okay, we're not going to do that. Thank you. Boom. Doesn't matter what it was. He's putting out that these teams are interested to change the market so that if if uh, the Sixers, if the he reports that the Sixers are interested in Lillard, well, now Boston might call them because they don't want him to go to Miami. They don't want him to go to Philly. They don't want him to go to the Eastern Conference. So he's hoping and he's banking that by dropping this out, even though it's not true, like that's where these are two different things. What a player wants and whether a player should demand because he signed the contract, blah, 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 blah. That's a separate discussion. What is happening is Woes is purposefully helping out this guy, chilling, pay for whatever you want to put. He knows that Miami's offer is the only tangible real offer. Whether they like it or not, it's the only offer on the table. And he's purposefully coming out with reports that go against that, that are not accurate. And, and Dan LeBittard and whoever aren't the only people that are doing this. Like, this is multiple sources from multiple teams, multiple league insiders. But that's what he does because he's big enough and he can try to pull that off. And it's really disingenuous. And it's kind of like, it's. I'm glad that this is a discussion because this is what we have to navigate. And be like, no, this is BS. And for someone to be at the worldwide leader and to be the lead uh, NBA insider, for you to be able to do that because of your friend, like it's, it's one of those things that like relationships are everything and people in power can control so much, but I'm glad that, that people are realizing what's going on because that shouldn't be the case.
3: It's yeah, a very slippery well, slope. I, yeah, I okay. just wanted to say really quickly, it's a very slippery slope. Um, with Woj reporting. Is it all right though, for a player to say, Hey, I want to only go here. And if let's say Dame expanded his, his reach. Or his outlook. Um, would other teams step up with a trade? Would that be the case?
0: That's a different thing, and it's okay for anybody. It's if you're valuable enough to pull away with it, to get away with it, you are. You know what I mean? If I show up to work today and say, "Hey, I want ten billion dollars," the business is going to look at me and be like, "Well, is he worth ten billion dollars, or is he not?" Yes, we can do that. No, we can't, or we can't lose you. Blah 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 blah. It's whatever. Like whatever the market serves, and. The plus side for Dame is for being loyal and being like, Hey man, I busted my ass for years. This doesn't work out. Please let me go so I can win. How much more do I have to give you?
2: No. First off, Damien, uh, the, the guy you're talking about, is the assistant GM still, still some nefarious stuff going on. He's not the GM. He's the assistant GM. Second off, that's Mike Schmitz. Um, Second off, I, I think uh, it's another good thing to bring up uh, the Shams Charania thing about Scoot Henderson going number two, being sponsored by FanDuel. Now, again, nothing is proven that it's nefarious at all, but Shams is usually right. And he, he put that out there and the odds shifted dramatically and FanDuel pocketed a ton of money off of people putting money on, on Scoot Henderson uh, because there was too much money on Brandon Miller. I just wanted to bring that up really quick before we go and what you guys think about that.
1: Well, that That's so that one. that is a very slippery slope, um, because again, because of the partnership there. I mean, Shams is getting paid by FanDuel. Um, he's he's a part of their uh, TV show. They're involved in sports media. This really becomes a slippery slope when your tweets move the needle. And again, there's nothing that moves it more than the uh, than the uh, draft. Again, you, we go back to a year ago, and not even just this draft. The tweets. Complete, completely shifted the odds. Again, we're not saying that there's anything nefarious here. However, there is very clearly a conflict of interest, and I don't know how you resolve that. Do you, tell Shams, the biggest newsbreaker that you have, don't tweet about the draft? That I, I don't think you can do that, right? Well, like the cat's already out of the bag. Yeah. Well, as as
0: traditional sports media dies and new entities. And FanDuel enters there's the market and DraftKings under the yeah. market, like it. It's just like Apple and Amazon. It is nothing to them if they really wanted these NFL deals or NBA deals. It's the same thing. They can sign Adam Schefter to be the DraftKings insider. A lot more money than Disney's willing to offer, just like they did with Shams, and that's the slippery slope. Like it's new money everywhere, whether it's media or or for the players or for these teams and how much they're worth and how much companies are willing to get into the game. Apple is the biggest company in the world. Like they did MLS, it was a small deal. If they wanted to launch their own Apple Sports Network, they could offer us $50 million to do it right. (laughs) right
1: yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point, and we'll talk about this more as we kind of go along uh, this this year, because this is a fascinating time in sports media. The legacy sports media, they're dying. They're going away, so long to newspapers. There's going to be a lot of these blurred lines. There's going to be a lot of these conflicts of interest where I have a side deal with FanDuel. I have a side deal with this a casino. Maybe I have this other side deal with this other company. There's going to be a lot of that. Happening. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to have a very special guest. The reigning slam dunk champion, Mac McClung, is going to join us. Uh, that's going to be a fun conversation. So when we come back, Mac McClung, we'll leave it there for now. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaiian Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Steel clown with the underground. When
1: we come around. Welcome back to the Rashmur Kazi show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090, ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5, The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM760 in Hawaii. Just as, a, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 400. 0340. Let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. And joining us, a guy that I've been waiting to talk to for quite some time, the Dunk King, the goat when it comes to dunking, Mac McClung. Mac, how are you?
4: Hey, guys, I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it.
1: I'm so excited to chat with you. And I say this not because you guys have a partnership, but there were two takeaways from Salt Lake City, amazing all star weekend starry which i did not know the 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 drink prior to the all-star weekend there was a box waiting for me when i got to my hotel room i consumed the entire box now i'm totally addicted to starry and your dunk performance that was the highlight now again we had followed you for quite some time our studios in in los angeles are walking distance from where the south bay lakers play and my dream was for you to win the slam dunk contest as a member of the Lakers. But, brother, I'm so glad that you won it. What was that weekend like for you? Man, um,
4: it, was, uh, it was great. I, I was there with my family, and it was it was a lot. I can't lie. It was a ton of things going on, but it was very special. And um, my, my days kind of got flipped around after the dunk contest. But it was a beautiful moment with me and my family and friends.
1: Yeah. The, the the one thing that I do want to mention, again, the only thing that I'm very afraid of in life is a roller coaster. So this amazing contest that you're a part of, I will be like observing from afar, but 10 lucky contestants will be riding alongside you, Mac, July 27th, sorry, July 29th. Um, and we'll give the link as we go along and we'll tweet it out. What has this experience been like for you post slam dunk contest? Was there Someone that you talked to again, you were the talk of that weekend. Was there someone who reached out to you post slam dunk contest
4: yeah there was a there was a lot i kind of i I couldn't even keep up with it to be honest with you with text messages and you know instagram dms and you know a lot of you know celebrities and stuff that people look up to and it was a it was just a lot where I was just like i'm gonna be with my friends my family, and I'll worry about all that later, and then I never really caught up to it, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, and Mac, uh, Brandon here. I'm a co-host on the show. I wanted to ask you about 2022 because Arash brought up the Lakers. We obviously saw you dominate with the South Bay Lakers. Come up for that last game of the season in 22, where Austin Reeves had the triple double. You had the double pump fake reverse dunk. Talk to me about that moment and how special it was in 22 to end on that high note and have that momentum going into 23, where you obviously had a great year in the g-league you know two-way player and obviously the slam dunk champion yeah it
4: was great it was my first year um coming out to the professional level and you know we stayed with south bay lakers and uh it was it was good we had a really good team uh personally uh you know i loved that year and it was a great place to be and then that last game they let me come up and play and it was just kind of getting my feet wet kind of figuring out what everything was because it's a different different speed and a different game. And uh, it was fun. Austin. Austin was amazing that game and uh shout out to Austin on his recent contract, man. I'm so happy for him. He's a great person, a great player. Um, so yeah, that, that was an incredible moment.
0: Mac, I have to ask you because of course this contest is going to culminate Hershey park, the new roller coaster, wildcats revenge. And for me, someone who's, I guess I'm going to say gravity, gravity, like, I just, we don't get along. You know what I'm saying? I, I stay on the surface. So the feeling of getting to dunk and doing some of the things that you've done, I'll never get a taste of that. The roller coaster is the closest I'm going to get. So I want to know when was your first dunk and how did you feel? Because sometimes I talk to dudes and they're like, yo, it was kind of weak. I had to use two hands. I barely got the ball over the rim. Like talk me back through your first dunk.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, I was super short. Like I was like a freshman high school. I was still like five, seven. And I loved dunking. I was obsessed with it. Like, that's all I cared about. Like, my first seventh through freshman, sophomore year, like, dunking was it for me. So, I was dunking on an eight foot goal, and then I just kept getting a little higher and higher. And eventually, I think it was my freshman year, I just had a one handed dunk um, after practice one day, after trying a trillion times. And it was like, you know, everybody was like, good job, but it was like, the best day of my life, I thought it was the coolest thing, so uh, super exciting. One handed, one foot, and it was just a happy day for me. I, I videotaped it, I can't find the video, but I remember just telling everybody that would listen.
0: That's amazing. One handed dunk for the first one's incredible.
1: Now, Mac, when uh, how much practice went into the dunks? Because the one thing about the dunk contest is you don't want to you know give out too much at the beginning, you want to advance, you want to get to the final. How did you plan how you were gonna do the dunks?
4: Well, it's funny. It kind of switched a lot. I, I practiced really hard on about five or six dunks about two months before I found out I was gonna be in it. And uh, you know, they it was funny. Uh we we were I would send them to everybody I knew, like, hey, is this dunk good enough? Have you ever seen this dunk before? And I just really went to a lot of research and then I was like you know what, I'm going to start out with one of my best dunks and, uh, and just kind of try to get the, the, the crowd behind
1: me. Max, talk about this event. Again, the coolest thing is that you've done such a great job connecting with the fans. Beginning right now, and it started this month, Starry is launching a sweepstakes for 10 lucky winners to be randomly selected to win a ride on Wildcats Revenge alongside you July 29th. What's that going to be like to kind of connect with your fans? 10 that will be selected and you guys are going to have an amazing time.
4: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited and super nervous all at once. (laughs) um, No. uh, Yeah. The 10 winners, July 29th. I can't wait. Excuse me. And then you can keep signing up uh, until July 21st to be one of the 10 winners. And you also win a hundred dollar gift card, which none of us would have a problem with that. And um, yeah, I'm super excited and nervous at the same time and partnering with starry and, it's funny when i was in seventh grade i had a au tournament at hershey park so it's all coming full circle i'm excited to meet everybody and be there
2: nice mac i wanted to ask you about you know adam silver has said commissioner mba commissioner has said in the past that the league pro- will eventually expand right a lot of people thought it would be a few years back but it looks like it's going to be eventually we don't know for sure but speculation is vegas and seattle I've always been adamant about saying how much talent is in the G League. You average 19 points per game. There's so many guys I feel like, like you, that can play in the NBA, get serious minutes, and contribute to winning. I think it should have expanded, but there was the question Silver was asked, is, it, is there enough talent? And he said, I don't know if there's enough talent. And I just think there is so much talent. Tell me about how good these players are in the G League, how different it is playing in the NBA versus the G League. Yeah, appreciate you asking that question. Um, there is
4: a lot of great players, even on my Delaware Bluecoats team. Guys like Braxton Key, Patrick McCall, who has four or three or four NBA championships. Sorry, one second. <clears throat> and it's these guys could be role players or starters on some of these NBA teams. It's just the truth. I've been there. I've played against these guys in training camps, and it's just like a lot of it's opportunity and uh, patience. And you know, you're. I don't feel like I'm ever in a spot where I'm not supposed to be. I feel like I'm, I'm super present most of the time. So just, um, being in that present moment, but these guys do deserve to be in the NBA and, um, yeah, no, there's a lot of talent. Each team has a lot of talent.
0: Hey, I want to ask you, cause you brought it up, you know, there, there's a lot of patience and there's, there's a lot involved in grinding for your dream, right? Whether it's me in the radio, you, um, with basketball and just anyone who's listening to this, um, I guess my question would be, when is your patience tested the most or what have you learned the most through this journey?
4: Yeah, I think the way I look at patience is that the universe, I don't think it tests people that it's not going to use. I feel like every time, you know, every time you get tested, you kind of get refined. You get a little better. You make a little less mistakes every time. And I I know so many opportunities like, man, I made the most out of this opportunity. Why, Why didn't it work out? And then the next, I'm like, oh, I made the most out of this one. But each of those opportunities, I'm getting better. For when I actually do get that opportunity, I'm going to make the absolute most of it because I'm going to be so refined that it's like, man, this is undeniable. And that's that's what I'm hoping. And that's what the way I look at it and try to make it a positive outlook. But I really don't think the universe tests people that it's not going to use. So hopefully my story can be something people look back on and use for inspiration. Like I look at Gary Payton and these guys. So it's like... Yeah, just kind of trusting the universe and, and knowing I'm at where I'm supposed to be.
1: Mac, one guy who was very supportive, I think he may have called it the best dunk performance or one of, uh, was LeBron James. You played alongside LeBron. What was that like? I mean, there's so so many people who say they, they, they learned something for, from LeBron. Like, even if they're, they're playing with him for one season, they go on and they take something from that. What did you learn from LeBron?
4: Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm super close to LeBron or anything because I'm not. I appreciate him saying those words, but I was I was around him briefly, maybe for a couple months. Okay. So I'm not going to act like I'm, you know, <laughs> biggest teammate, you know, but he's, uh, he's a special guy. I remember two probably memories was just how early he was at the gym. And also there was one moment in film where it was like, maybe an hour and a half in the film and I'm like my rookie I'm like man like this is carrying on pretty long right <laughs> and LeBron's still over there like well yeah if you cross this and he crosses here like I'm like wow like he's so invested in this game and that was like man like I got to invest more off the court like uh, film and all this so I was like man that's a super inspiration seeing seeing that was a big like wake up like hey this is you know this is more than just on the court this is you know what I mean so the off the court was big seeing that and it made me invest a lot more and after that i started
2: getting film after
4: every practice watching so it was, he, he's a big inspiration to
2: all of us and mac love your attitude i know uh, adrian brought it up all about tenacity you know you'll get more opportunities a lot of these guys break through in the league from the g league like Jordan pool like you mentioned gary payton as well i wanted to ask you about your college journey because you know you were very famous in in high school we all followed you i'm a former hooper as well i was going to go play in college play baseball instead But, um, you know, I was following your journey, too, and obviously the highlight dunks, you go to Georgetown, you transfer to Texas Tech, successful season, you you know, you go to the NBA. Talk to me about, you know, why you switched from Georgetown to Texas Tech and how that prepared you for the NBA.
4: Yeah, I mean, so coming out of high school, I was ranked like 315. I had like one offer, really, one high major offer, and it was it was two, Rutgers and Georgetown, so um, Patrick Ewing showed up at my house, and I was like, man, this is awesome, Coach Ewing, blah, 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 so going to go to Georgetown, went there, felt like we had a pretty good two years. Winning was, uh, we weren't winning a ton, that was hard. I didn't feel like our culture at the time was where we needed to be to win, and I was like, well, I'm going to try to go somewhere where, you know, I can, I can try to win a, win a championship, and Chris Beard was that guy for me, and uh, he was direct and upfront about everything from the jump. We were ranked, like, number seven at times. We had a pretty good year. I wish we would have went farther in the tournament. But, um, you know, just being able to adjust, i probably, you know, transferring stuff, you know, just being able to adjust and being like, hey, I can show that I can fit in this situation or this situation. So um, that's really what the NBA is about, adapting to opportunity. stuff like that. Transfer probably helped in that situation.
0: Mac, I take my questions and then, like, everything I do very seriously. I consider myself a very serious journalist. What I mean by that is I just look through (laughs) Wikipedia's. Um, which led me to look through yours and I just need to verify something because I also work in the music space Um is the rumor that Riff Raff is your cousin the most ridiculous rumor you've ever heard about yourself
4: It's a very confusing one. Yeah uh, Raff is not my cousin. Um, I think when I was in high school, he said that and it got me more publicity, so I mean I don't think it was malicious in any way But you
0: appreciated the DMs
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean I think it was just uh, I think he wanted to see me get more popular, so he, I'm not related to him, uh, not, I don't have much contact at all with him, so I mean it's just uh, its a funny thing, or it catches me off guard when people say that, but uh, I don't look too deep to it, it doesn't really bother me
1: either way Mac, you are a complete player and Brandon's followed your career since high school and he's often told me that being a slam dunk champion and being as skilled as you are in that and you you bring people so much joy again you you brought the slam dunk contest back to life do you think at all that that takes away from people seeing you as a complete player um
4: I don't look too much into like uh you know how I'm looked at from people I feel like if you're a basketball fan you're going to if you're a real basketball fan, you're going to look into details. And I think if you look in the details of me, you see this. But I feel like if you're, you know, a, a person that just watches social media, okay. But And then I'm not trying to prove anything to the people that are just watching social media. So it's like um, I'm not really worried about proving other people right, you know what I mean, besides myself. So, um, yeah, I don't look too much into it, really.
0: Hey, Mac, one, one thing I want to ask you is Summer League wraps up and my Cleveland Cavaliers dominated the one the Summer League. Shout out to them once again. Um, some of your summer league memories and also, obviously, that's that's time being spent in Vegas. Uh, I'm here in Vegas. The city's very hungry. Do you think Las Vegas is a a city ready for an NBA team and not just the summer league and the in-season tournament and things like that?
4: Most definitely. I think, um, I think it's an electric place. I think it's a place, you know, talking to some locals when I was out there, man, they all want a team out there. You see summer league. You know, it's a great environment, so it only makes sense. That you just carry that onto a team, so um, yeah, most definitely, I would, I would, I would think that'd be a great addition to the NBA.
2: And uh, Arash mentioned this, but Mac, you are a complete player. I've watched a lot of your tape. The quickness, obviously, I think something that goes uh, unnoticed is your playmaking. You get to the rack, you can dish it out to your teammates. There's a lot of cutters you find. You have an innate feel for the game, which I think is lost for a lot of guys in the NBA that kind of play ISO ball and want to get their shots up. How do you train? Not uh, we know how hard you train for the dunks and everything, but what what is your training routine? You know, going on all your moves, your variety of moves, getting to the rack, dishing it out. You know, one dribble pump fake, all that stuff. One dribble pull up, the step back three. You shot better from three last season as well. So talk me into that process of training there.
4: So the biggest thing I've kind of changed in my training is almost everything I do is live. I have two trainers, Danny Cooper and Nate Doherty, and they're young guys, so we can do live actions, and they put me in real situations and have the long arms with the cones so I, they can block my shot. Just putting myself in these situations that I'm going to be in the game, whether I need to make this pass right here across the corner because this guy helped, so <coughs> I apologize my cough, but... Yeah, just putting myself in these game-like situations. And a lot of the game is mental. Um, step backs, all that, I steal a lot of stuff from everybody, even my teammates. Like That's one of my favorite things to do As I uh, have new teams is just like seeing guys' stuff and be like, well, I can add that to my game. Let me steal this from him. So all that's probably just stealing all the, all the moves and stuff. But um, also just the creativity and active live play I have during workouts.
1: Once again, Mac McClung, you are inviting fans to enter into the starry dunks and drop sweepstakes with a chance to experience this. And by the way, let me give you some stats on this Wildcats Revenge. Uh, 140 feet in the air, 62 miles per hour, world's largest underflip. Mac, are you a thrill seeker? I, 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 as much as I am uh, like a fan of yours, this is one contest that I, I can't be a part of because I, I can't do rides like this. Do you like... These crazy, scary rides.
4: It's like watching a scary movie. You want to <laughs> do it, but you kind of like have your hands in front of your face. It's a love, love, hate, but more love. Than hate. So I'm super excited and nervous. Like I said, uh, the nervousness and excited are probably level. So um, it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: When you talk about like amusement parks or like fairs and everything, um, I need to know alongside star- alongside your story. Like, what do you what are you going for? Are you going for the corn dog? Are you going for some yeah. cotton candy? Do you do a hot dog? Do you just do the French fries, some chicken tendies? Like, what's the play? What's the move?
4: Man, I, w- I, wish, I wish I could eat a hot dog. I've, I've kind of slimmed my diet. I'll, I'll keep the starry lemon lime, but that's probably all I can do.
0: No glizzies?
4: Uh, not for me. Not for me. I can't. I wish I could. Uh, if I had to do a cheat, a cheat food, it would definitely be the chicken tenders, though, for sure.
0: This is super important. We need to bring you into our world. There was a time in your life where you were eating Glizzies, correct?
4: Yeah. Uh, there's a local uh, in my hometown. I used to eat a lot of hot dogs with uh, with chili. It was my mom. My,
0: yeah. Okay, chili. Okay. But if, if there's no chili, do you put just ketchup? Do you do ketchup mustard? Talk me through the condiments. Take your time, by the way. We got all day for this. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um let's, let's catch up. I can't do the mustard. I'm not a mustard. Oh, guy. there we go. Respect. That's my, that's my guy. That's man, my mustard guy.
2: is underrated, man. I I like <laughs> mustard. Everyone's been hating on the mustard over the past week.
1: <laughs> Mac, last question for you. Uh, this is um like we're, we're we're all talking about, we want to see you in the league. What talk about this this upcoming season for you? Uh, there's a lot of talented guys, as Brandon said, with these two way contracts. What is your goal this upcoming season?
4: Um, my first goal is always just to get better. I feel like each year I've gotten better, and that's the main goal. But I definitely believe I belong in the NBA, and uh, hopefully, my situation, my opportunity will come about this year. And uh, I get to I get to prove that, and hopefully win. Like my goal is always to win a championship, so wherever I'm at, so I love to win, and uh, winning an NBA championship is is the highest on my list uh, for all time goals. So hopefully that's something I can do at some point in my career.
1: Yeah, I mean we 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 have been following your journey, and I think that's the amazing thing, by the way, Mac, the connection that you have with your fans. They've been following your journey since high school and there's this connection that they have with you and we're right there with you. We are so thrilled that you came on the show. We'll be be following July 29th. We're going to post the link on how fans can get get a part of this contest. We're going to post the pictures and videos of you on this crazy, uh, crazy ride. I can't wait for it. Mac. thanks so much for joining us. You're the best. Uh, We'll be cheering you and thank you so much.
4: Man, really appreciate you guys uh, having me and your kind words. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, Mac.
1: Thanks so much, everyone. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi and Adrian Hernandez and Brandon Deutsch saying so long and until tomorrow. Stay safe stay healthy.
0: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090
2: ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.